Attention, Pokemon players. You're listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Chuck gets to the finals twice. Jake gets a second stamp to the map. And Lugia wins. Chuck, you you are the finalist times two for this weekend. I, I cannot wait to hear these highlights. I know you've uh, posted a few things on Twitter, but I want to hear firsthand. Um, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was a it was a it was a good weekend of Pokemon. Uh, really busy, um, which was crazy because uh, Laura uh, went out of town for the weekend. So that gave me the opportunity to compete in three tournaments. We had our win a box case tournament at the at locals at refined. Um, and I absolutely bombed that tournament on Friday. Um, I played Lugia, did not do well. I think I went one in a three. When cards are on the line, I just don't do well. But then uh I made up for it, I guess, with the Saturday Sunday. So uh, yeah. I was able to go to two cups, but they did back to. I guess you kind of call them back to back. But if you live out here, uh, we had a cup at the Toledo Game Room in Toledo, and then there was on Sunday we had a cup in Finley, which is about a forty-five minute drive down the highway from Toledo. Um, both of them are about forty-five minutes, fifty minutes away from my house, so. Um, went to both of those. Saturday's cup was fun uh, in Toledo because uh, you you walk into the room and you start assessing the 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 the, the crowd of who who you're gonna play against. You know, mm-hmm. you, you see some friendly faces, and then and then you just uh, yeah casually catch the Shuffle Squad shirt and see that Alex Shemansky's in the room, <laughs> uh, and you're like, whoa. I just wasn't expecting to see him. I know it's not too far from where he's from, but uh, was not expecting, uh, you know, that type of player on a on a random Saturday. Uh, right. But uh, I was excited, and I was like, you know what? I'll take him first round. I want to. I want to see what he's got, what he's playing, and <laughs> we got paired first round uh, against each other, uh, and then he smoked me. So. Uh, I made a I made a costly error. He's we were I was playing Lost Block. I switched back over to Sablezard after the Lugia Friday debacle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was also playing uh, Lost Box, not Sablezard, but um, he had Greninja. I uh, opted for a second Comfy instead of the Manaphy. Bad decision. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, punished me for it. Uh, very quickly, um, with a with a quick moon uh, moonlight tricking from that. So uh, that game went relatively. I knew it as soon as uh, he got to seven and Mirage gated. I was like, "Yep, that was a bad choice." So uh, game went over pretty quickly. I knew I made a mistake. It was the first day, early Saturday, first game, early Saturday. But uh, I was I wanted a rematch, so I won every other game I played that that day. And we met again in the finals. Uh, and he it. still beat me. <laughs> he still beat me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be proud of myself. I took him to a game three, so I was excited because I won game one. But he uh, beat me back and back. But we went game three. The final turn, like two three turns, was just so close. Uh, we were both down to 
uh, one or two prizes. Uh, he set up a checkmate. I don't. I could not get out of because um, he put like a sable eye on the board. Or no, two sable eyes, both energy and a cramorant. And he had Greninja still on the board, and he had just taken out my Manaphy mm -hmm. that turn. So I was just like, I don't know if I can stop all of these win conditions that you have and still take two prizes. Um, because he definitely, like, I, I, I definitely, I think, should have done something the turn before. Um, I'm not entirely sure because I can't remember it clearly, but I had the Echoing Horn in my hand, and he had a Comfy in his discard pile. But I wasn't able to take the two knockouts that turn. Like, I didn't have the bench space to drop the Halucha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I didn't play the horn. But I should have. And just let the Comfy ride on the bench. Because he can't get rid of it. Like, he was, he didn't play Penny. At least I don't think he did. Um, but uh, he would have to play Penny to get it, pick it up. Uh, because that next turn, he immediately clarred and put it back in his hand. And I could not Echoing Horn. To get my last two prizes. So I could only take one. And then he had the checkmate after that. Right. Um, so it was very well played. Uh, I give him. I mean that's what happens when you play IC winners. Like there. They, you. Is very tough. Tough matchup to. Does zero room for error. And I don't uh, know if I made too many errors. Just a miscalculation on that point. I think to. Normally you don't like. Set that kind of thing up as early as you do like that you would i think but in that case i think it was the right call to do it uh early and just let it ride just so that you have the pokemon to be able to do that two prize knockout but um yeah that was that game it was really close it was fun playing alex um uh, just a high level competitor like that um, yeah getting experience against someone like that so um it was great talk to him for a little bit um just uh uh in general about the mat like our game that we were playing um and then uh yeah uh then uh sunday came and we had the the finley cup went down there and uh ran back sables art again and went undefeated the whole way and there just got to leave with the champion mat this time got real close was a taste for it uh, on Saturday, and I really wanted it, and now I have my first official stamped mat. There it is, and I was all happy about my stamped mat, and you had to one up me <laughs> with the champion one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to one up you, but I I really wanted something that said something on it, and champion is great. So uh, I mean, I don't. The top 32 is also a nice mat that you have. So you knowing you got that is great. But uh yeah, I'm I'm happy that I finally have something to throw down and be a little proud of earning rather than just uh you know having mats that you show up for, is what I said. <laughs> right. Well, that's awesome. I, I'm I'm super happy for you. Um, you know, just you know, seeing your journey um along the way. Um, especially after, you know, the, the last cups we had when I went to Ohio, um, you know, and then just the growth that you had with that deck, um, you know, taking Alex to a game three in the, in the finals and then, you know, bringing it back on undefeated, uh, you know, super awesome, uh, to see, you know, you know, you get some success and I hope it, you know, continues, um, you know, into next season. I think this is good momentum for you in the next season. I know both of us, 
Um, this was our first quote unquote official full season, even though it was still kind of like a maybe like 60% of a season just because of locals not coming yeah. back um, until later on in a majority of, you know, the CP to be earned at least this first half of the season was uh, for regionals. And obviously um, me and you don't go to every single regionals and, you know, it puts the precedence on us to maybe have a little bit more success that, you know, we, we didn't have earlier in the season. So, um, you know, it's still good building blocks uh, for, for you um you know and for for myself um with with you know what we've done in the second half of the season uh moving forward um yeah and definitely but, for me this weekend knowing that um a very unlikely chance that i actually get to compete in tcg at any neic um this is kind of my like last go hard weekend i guess so i i i like put myself I was I was literally going in the weekend. I was like, I'm gonna ride Lugia. I think it's a good deck. And then I had that bad experience, and I was like, No, yeah, I'm gonna go with what I have the most experience playing, and things that I can just kind of, you know, not not like coast, but like I can I can see all the scenarios in my head. And I went back to Lost Box and just played my brain out for two days straight. There it is. Because. Uh, I mean, I may have went undefeated, but those games, like, not a lot of those games were, were gimmies. Like, 100%. there's a lot of matchups that, like, I, you're you're coming down to the wire to win the game. Like, you're you're riding a razor's edge on Zablezar to just take the wins at the, at the end at, at one prize remaining for your opponent or something like that. So. Right, right. That's super awesome. Uh, but, yeah, for me, um, not as much uh, Pokemon this weekend. Um, I did, you know, start with the locals, um, you know, went three, one um, with, you know, Arctina still trying to test out for NAIC, you know, still between Arctina and a couple other options. I'm just kind of seeing how it is, um, you know, in the Paldeo uh, meta uh, since locals yeah. were just, um, you know, playing, trying to play that. Uh, it pro I know it's not legal, so it's not like official play, um, but uh, we're, you know, we're just trying to to get a feel for it, get testing for NAIC. Um, Arctina with heavy disruption does feel pretty good, uh, but I don't know if it's still strong enough because it doesn't really one shot some of the bigger decks, um, you know. Uh, so that's kind kind of a downfall. So you kind of have to set things up. So I'm not sure if it's aggro enough, um, and you're really waiting on that disruption. So uh, still plenty of testing to do there. But um, uh, going into Friday, I uh, did have a couple of my you know, testing partners uh, come over to the play, uh, to the house. We had Mike and Chris. Uh, we were just, you know, you know, testing the matchups, like I was saying, trying to see what is the best uh, call for the uh, NAIC. Um, and then, you know, Mike was able to stop by uh, Sports Card Junction and pick up, you know, maybe not a championship map, but another, another top 32 from the last team <laughs> challenge. So uh, hey. I was kind of hoping that it would be able to say top 16, but obviously, uh, you know, getting a second top 32 in, you know, back to back. Um, team challenges still felt pretty good, and the, that Lugia mat is pretty sick. Yeah, those those mats are still prestigious. I mean, you're 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 pretty up there, and people that have them, and not a lot. I mean, that's thirty two in the world, so, right? I mean, yeah, but times four because you know they obviously uh, teams of four, but still um, yeah. felt pretty good about that. Um, Love the mat. Now it's more of like, do I play with my Gengar because that's like sentimental with our my first stamp mat going into NAIC or do I play with the new one? I have kind of this weird superstition with uh, things that I win 
especially like prestige things like that. It's like, even though I earned it, I still have to have like earn it in the face of like that mat. So it's like, does the mat mesh with my energy or whatever? Is it in, in the mat's eyes? Do I, do I deserve playing on this kind of thing? So it's like, is it too soon before NIC to do that? Um, Gengar and me had a little bit of uh, a beef uh, when I first started playing, but you know, we've, we've made up and, you know, I've, I've seen a little bit of success. So um maybe stick with Gengar I'm not sure at this point <laughs> I'm with you on this I'm a little superstitious when it comes to the mat myself I I mean I have too many as they would say um yeah. and I I go back and forth like if I do bad like I, I put that one aside at a tournament oh, I don't uh, punish mats though I can't you can't well that's what I, I was and I, like I was always thematic to like if I have a Gardevoir mat so if I was playing Gardevoir, play, like I would try and theme it. Um, but then I would always go back to something that I win, that I won. But then like I started like, I don't know, it was like on a downturn. Things just weren't working. And then I just started using my Shaman mat that I got from Team Challenge. That's the staff mat that I I like. I don't I right, it's right. a staff. Um and that's I've been just doing that and the, it's been doing well for me so i'm at the same time like i want to use my new champion mat but like do i change mats because shaman got me this mat like 100 like it's so yeah, weird like, that it's like they're the inanimate objects but still like <laughs> yeah we have this weird feeling it's like i literally remember this like sitting down at my computer while playing like live or ptcgo at the time putting my mat down and looking at it and like are we going to go on this journey or what together or whatever and, you know, play it, you know, as the prestige, because it says top 32, uh, but then, you know, losing like the first couple tournaments and I'm like, uh, did I deserve this map kind of a thing? And then like, I have to prove it to, to Gengar, the God of Gengar, um, you know, that, that I deserve, you know, using it. Um, so it was kind of a weird thing, but uh, definitely, you know, so I guess, you know, I, I feel good that i'm not alone in that kind of superstition uh when it comes yeah. to you know earning prizes now one thing i will say um no matter what the prize is never 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 play with prizes or participation prizes that you get in that given tournament so um i'm a i'm a very big proponent if you go to like a uh any regionals and you get a it, whatever that mat is um uh, do not use it in that tournament um, I know like an X-Wing, you know, you would get yeah. like maybe some day two prizes going into day two. Um, and, like people would start using them in that given tournament or tokens or something like that. No, no, don't do that. That's just bad. Bad luck. Bad juju. Stay away from that. Um, um, you know, play with what you brought um, and then, you know, mix it into your repertoire after that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were you put me onto that train. I will not play a <laughs> mat when I first get it. So right. like, and if you win, like, well, if you go to locals it, this week, you can definitely yeah. bring it, and that's no, when you no, kind of like that's going to be. That, I'm be, I'm going to be playing what I've won now, but um, like going to regionals, any regional I've went to, I've, I've always just like, oh, this is the map, yay, cool, roll it up, put it in my bag, it stays in the bag until after after it's over, until we're doing sides or something like that. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to go to any cups uh, this weekend, and honestly, um, you know, just with the how the season started. Um, you know, not not seeing a lot of success in 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 getting to uh, top fifty two fifty six in in some of the regionals we went to. Like I said, it was a limited amount. 
um, just realizing, you know, there's not a realistic chance because I, you know, with family life, I don't really have time uh, to go to all these uh, that I wasn't going to make it. Uh, so I, I didn't grind as hard as I could have with some of the local events that I could have driven to. Um, honestly, the weekend that I played in the challenge and the and the cup that you were at uh, when I got top eight is the only local events that I've gone to for uh, points. So obviously, I didn't. I have not gone to enough to earn, to give myself the chance to earn a world's invitation. Um, you know, based off and I see very unlikely that I'm going to win it. Uh, let's be honest. Maybe maybe in a year or two. Uh, but, uh, you know, still, it was still a fun season, <laughs> uh, still a lot of lessons learned. And I know I want to talk about, uh, just a recap of the season a little bit later. Um, but yeah, with, with saying that, uh, this weekend, I, other than, you know, testing on, uh, Thursday and Friday, Thursday, Friday, um, just stayed home. I completely forgot about regionals, uh, on Saturday, I was just hanging out with my son playing video games. And then they, I saw, like, I got on later on Twitter and I just saw a bunch of people posting their list and how they did. I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about regionals uh, in day one. So I miss all of day one. But, you know, I, I made up for it and watched a little bit of the uh, the Fresno, uh, you know, day two meta going into top eight. Um, here and there still, I was hanging out with my son for the most part this weekend um, and trying, you know, again, family time is very important to me. Um, you know, as much as I love Pokemon, um, you know, got to have a, a a balance for sure. Oh yeah, I don't. You never have to make excuse. Like it's never an excuse. Just hang out with the family. I mean, that's just it's top priority uh, all the time. So, hundred percent. Yeah. As a as as competitive as I am, though, I do feel guilty for not putting as more time into the game um to you know to give myself that kind of shot for success but you know at the same point uh i feel like when i'm in there i'm giving myself quality reps regardless if i you know you know get close um or do well at a tournament because i've had my share my fair share of um you know good good finishes in these events this season so um yeah i you know the the horizon for both of us i feel is like um, with going through the season is is definitely something that I'm I cherish and, and I want to continue to do and then hopefully add upon next season and and also you know give my fair self a fair share at the you know at the beginning of the season to you know put myself in position for a world's uh, competition there yeah for sure <laughs> all right well with that being said let's go ahead and just do a quick recap I don't know if we really need to go into meta per se because um the meta really has not changed we've seen uh things here and there um you know change uh or or decks kind of you know have like their stock rise and fall um but of course um you know i have to give reagan resloff uh props he finally uh breaks through and wins um a regional um with lugia the same deck that he's been playing essentially i think all season since that deck's been out um Played it, played it to second place in Portland, uh, third place at Hartford, and um, I don't know if he went to Milwaukee, and then he first place in Fresno. Same, yeah, I believe he did go to Milwaukee, but yeah, it, um, you know, he's been solid um, always um, this whole season, um, being you know near the top, uh, giving himself as good of a chance as anybody. Um, you know, to to finally or to win one, and he he finally did. Obviously, already a solid season with those placements. Um, and he you know he already had his world invite. Uh, um, also with EUI or was it OCIC? 
Um, so, you know, solid run all together, but it was great to see him being able to cap it off with Lugia. And then obviously just Lugia itself, the deck, um, you know, solid. It has a great matchup spread um, into so many different matchups, um, being able to accelerate energies like we've said many, many times. I know it's it looks a lot different uh, since rotation, but I think the single strike version is is as strong as ever or maybe a little bit more consistent um overall uh, i know maybe it feels a little bad with some of those flip cards um and there are answers to it but the deck is just so aggro and it can oko things it can tank hits it can mill it can do so many different things in different matchups so, so um it's a testament to the deck um it's just been relevant since it's been um in in, in uh standard format yeah yeah, yeah. it's good to Good to see more or so Reagan get the win with what he's wanting to play. Uh, and then that Lugia kind of came through for him there on it. So, um, I mean, other than we have uh, of the six out of the eight are your usual suspects. We have two kind of crazy uh, additions to the top eight from Fresno. If you, I, don't, I wouldn't call them crazy. One's kind of uh, a newer archetype. Uh, RCS build with the RCS keys and the Aerodactyl. Uh, right. What did you think about that? I mean, I didn't get to see the game that the uh, that uh, he got to go off on stream and and just dominate. Uh, I I kind of briefly heard about it. Uh, what happened? I don't know. I still feel like regardless of what happened in the game, even though the domination was set in, shutting his opponent down. Um, I'm not a fan of Klefki. Uh, I, I overall, I know it had a good run here. <laughs> overall, I just don't think Klefki is a good card. Um, and it's kind of the same argument we saw with um, Empoleon, uh, where you know it ha- had success from time to time, but I don't think it was necessarily because of the card at the time. Um, it's very much the same kind of thing over here. I mean, you can shut your opponent down, but there's so much that you need to do to set up um, the the two keys. Uh, to get into your Aerodactyl. Again, um, (laughs) if it works, it worked great. Uh, Shutting your opponent down and then not letting them essentially play the game uh, feels pretty good, but then also uh, it kind of... If it doesn't work, it just kind of falls apart real quick, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, essentially, this is like the tail end of a meta deck that is kind of capitalizing on the the higher percentage decks because the keys you know basically shut off a lot of lost box every everything in lost box <laughs> it right. just shuts off lost box uh in general from its thing and then Arceus uh, you know just good card Arceus is a good card yeah yeah and it does well against pretty much everything and then Aerodactyl can turn off uh, most other decks in in the meta if you use that V star. Um, I mean, it so, has answers for everything, but it also probably just is inherently inconsistent because, I mean, aside from Lugia and, and that ability, which you're not going to use if you're trying to use Aerodactyl, um, yeah. it just feels, you know, I, it, it's very hit or miss. Um, I guess it's a very good meta call just based off of, um, you know, uh, Caleb, you know, going back to back for the last uh, two regionals, you know, and then, you know, the the team just going with lost box, seeing a lot of lost box success in the top, um, the, you know, the top end of both the last two weeks of tournaments. Um, 
you know, it was, a, it was a savvy pick, but I think ultimately it fell short just because um, of its consistency on its own end. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was neat to see something new kind of creep up uh, and, and prove to be decent. But like I said, uh, we had the usual suspects in, in Lost Box and, and Mew, and, and we had Gardevoir in there again. Uh, but uh, apparently this is a uh, SoCal trend. Uh, dark rye in top eights uh so <laughs> i mean it's a savvy pick because i mean we saw what last week we had henry brand uh you know win with gardevoir and then we also see calvin connor with uh, gardevoir this weekend um mu you know in the last you know month and a half two months um really seeing an uptick in success in 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 the top tables um, so really taking advantage of those two kind of archetypes uh, for weakness and just being able to hit decent numbers in all the other matchups, um, you know, felt, I guess, pretty good. Obviously, it ran into the buzzsaw it was of of Lost Zone and then, you know, just kind of lost steam at that point because uh, it didn't maybe have all the answers for the Lost Zone decks. Um, but it was nice to see something different, you know? Yeah, uh, well, there is a, quite a few, well... Not quite a few, but a couple of tweets of his of his uh, his uh, opponents list, and a couple of them saying he won the matchup roulette because I think his day two uh, opponents, all of them were Mew, or at least like we play like five or six rounds on day two. At least like five of them were all Mew, so he's just running into decks that just he hits for weakness. It's just, I mean, hey. Sometimes the the Arceus works in your favor right there. The Pokemon gods trickle the matchups just the way they like, need so you can get uh right in the top eight. Um so I'm I was happy to see it. Uh I mean we all I think we all like Dark Ride. We just know that it's it, it's a very, very hit or miss deck. It's very hit or miss, and it goes through itself really, really quickly. <laughs> I mean, I remember when Gar- uh, when uh, Darkrai first came out, and I was like playing Mew at some side events. I forget what tournament or what regionals it was at, but I, I went into like three Darkrai's in a row playing Mew, and I still ended up beating them. Just be- even though they they have like weakness, like sometimes it could be awkward on their discard uh, or on their discards um, or their you know their just consistency. I guess uh, I mean I know it's gained some different cards that gives it a little bit more consistency to do that um, obviously it worked well because um like you said it, it yeah. faced so many mews and we're just like going through and farming them basically all day there's many times i've saw someone play that dark rise is very popular here in general uh and as many times there's, i remember one time watching the opponent go through so much of their deck i want to say at least 20 cards and they still only had like one or two energy attached and you're just like How's that possible? But, that's but yeah, I've, I've, that I've witnessed it myself as well. So, yeah. just like that's the kind of things that you see with that sometimes. But uh, it was good to see. I, I know once he made top eight, he was instantly every Pokemon community member, like persons. He was oh, yeah, like he... the one was in his court. Like, please, Darkrai win. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, again, uh, you know, like you said, a lot of the you know the, the normal suspects up there. We did. I kind of mentioned Caleb. Um, you know, second week uh, in a row, weekend in a row, and second regionals in a row, getting second place. Uh, ultimately falling, but 
obviously second place in a in a regional, a uh, thousand plus people. Uh, I'm assuming I didn't see the the full numbers, but um, it's it's something you know that's an accomplishment in itself. Three. What's that? Limitless says 903 masters. Okay. So. Either way, it's still you know in that ballpark, so it's still a heck of an accomplishment to get to back to back with another loss zone. I know this version did not have the Kyogre. Uh, it was more like a turbo loss box, um, you know, yeah. just from what I've seen on Twitter and, you know, the the you know, the Pokemon streams. I don't know if uh, the testing group is a fan of no uh, Kyogre because <laughs> that late game uh, win con is kind of just taken away. So I think if they're going loss box, they're going to go back with the Ogre. Yeah, I mean, Ogre's good. I mean, I saw, I've seen it be in a lot of loss box decks. I just don't. I don't see it get used often enough. That's, I mean, again, but the quality of player, like no, no offense to anybody playing it, but they're not Caleb or Azul or anybody else in that group, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I just don't. I I mean, we don't. I've never. I haven't seen it that much on stream either. Granted, I'm not watching every single matchup, but I just don't see it often enough. I I know what it can do. It just it always seems like. Uh, there's there's a different route to go. So I think maybe Caleb was like, I'll just lean into the other routes uh, and not try and worry about setting up the the last turn ogre play. But hey, yeah, knows? yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's you know basic recap. And we did see uh, Gardevoir uh, get top four again. Uh, the deck is starting to you know pick up some steam going into the next uh, you know the next meta. Um, where many people think, you know, it's going to be uh, a lot more, um, yeah, a lot more relevant in the meta, just because it picks up the Ionos, it picks up, um, you know, Super Rod for Pokemon recovery, where you don't have to play a trainer. Um, so there's so many things going for the deck. Um, we'll see how the Lost Box matchup is. Again, um, many people, you know, in this particular meta say it, it dropped because of it, but we've seen. Um, it can hang right in there with it. Uh, it can go toe to toe. Maybe it's a little unfavored, but it's not an auto loss for any means. So, um, they, you know, Gardevoir is picking up some answers where they have a couple more Pokemon that can maybe even tank hits um, into, um, you know, Cram Ransons, things of that nature. Um, and then we've seen the the importance of Cresselia um, being able to heal, yeah. um, you know, in the last two weeks. Uh, so I think. The deck's on on the rise, and I think it's definitely, um, if not the best deck next to format, it's it's at least, um, you know, in the top three, uh, pretty easily and comfortably. Um, so I I can't wait to see what it can do. Yeah, definitely a deck that should be on your radar. Uh, whether it's something you want to play or if you don't, want, if it's not something you're looking to play, then you should probably be thinking about how to play against it. Correct. Um, but yeah, um, I guess that's it for the recap of the week. I mean, uh, we don't really need to go into like what they, each deck can do uh, just based off, you know, seeing another meta um, in, in the near future NAIC. Uh, but before we get into um, what our highlights and lessons learned of, you know, the 2022-23 season, um, we got to get into our middle of the show. Uh, get into some trivia and other shenanigans uh, and go from there. It's time time for trivia, trivia. So I had a card and I put it on Poke Collector. Um, 
just based off of, you know, not having a lot of bulk to go through. And then my internet browser is closed. So let me just pull it right back up. I already remember what it's going to be. So I do have a Pokemon for you this week. And um, that Pokemon, um, we're going to play name that Pokemon this ability and or attack belongs to. I felt like I've been going to too many attacks, um, you know, in the last couple months. So I'm going to do uh, a Pokemon ability. And that ability reads, try how. I know this because it was in my pre-release kit. This Hydragon. Hydra, Hydragon, the dark type. Dang it, you shouldn't make it so easy. Gosh darn, I thought I was being <laughs> sneaky. Uh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was in my pre-release kit. That's the only reason I know that... Uh, you didn't that even give the listeners this. time to think. You should have at least played it up a little bit. <laughs> I guess. Sorry, listeners. I hope you guys didn't need to think about that either. But Did, uh, I, yeah. did I stump everybody... Uh, at all, uh, didn't give him a chance to actually your... get stumped. Jeez, Louise, <laughs> it's been you've been doing good at stumping me, so oh, yeah. I thought I maybe give you a softball, but I didn't think you'd get it in 0. 0.3 seconds. <laughs> it wasn't 0. 0.3, I just I happen to know that ability. That's just you happen to pick one Pokemon that I was thinking this is why I can't about, do that. I, I just happened to actually use in a game of Pokemon. Um, yikes. So... Uh, yeah, well, that's bad on me. I'm sorry, everybody. I uh, didn't give a good one, a good enough one out there. All right, I am going to give you a new trainer to test your new trainer knowledge. Oh God, I probably so, know what the card looks like, but I probably can't name the trainer. So let's go. So this trainer reads. Discard a special energy from each of your opponent's Pokemon. Yeah, I already, again, I know what this card is. Um, it <laughs> is, uh, but I don't remember his dang name. It's the male trainer that's like a part of Team Yell, Yell Horn, Yell Grunt, Yell Star, Team Star Grunt, um, with the, the black and uh, white hair, has a hat on. Um, you are describing this to a T. I know. I know what the card is, but I don't remember his name. <laughs> uh, can you tell me what his name start like? What the, the, the starts with? It, like, it, just it a starts letter. with a G. A G. Ugh. that doesn't help me at all. Gerald. I <laughs> know. I know it's not that. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I've I've had my eye on this card as far as like maybe like in a, some kind of disruption deck. Um, and I know exactly what it looks like. I just don't remember his name because that's just, I guess my brain doesn't work that way. And I've, I think I've demonstrated that over the last two months that I know these cards. I just can't uh, throw the name out there. So uh, just go ahead and give it to me. Shame me as you tell me his name. Uh, his name. Uh, well, hopefully I pronounced it right. It's Giacomo. Yeah, I would uh, never have got that. Giacomo. 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 G-I-A-C-O-M-O. Yeah. I knew who he was. I could see the card. I could see the alt. I could see the regular one uh, in my head. I just, I, I can't. I... I, I wanted to hit you with that. Uh, I thought about hitting you with that because it'd be kind of funny because I'm pretty sure you highlighted that card when we were talking about Paldea Evolved spoilers. I, I'm pretty sure I did. And I think that card is not a card that's going to see success necessarily right away. 
I think it will see success as the meta gets established. And uh, if there's a lot of special energy in play, um, maybe not next like Lugia because uh, maybe, but like you can definitely punish a Lugia player that doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, but if they know that's part of your strategy, you know, they charge one thing up at a time uh, to be able to, to deal with that. Uh, but Giomo, whatever, I, I, I've, mm. Mm. I knew the card and you know, I knew the card. Yes, yes. You you literally described the picture of it, like you're saying, like it's black hair, white hat. Like I'm just like you got all the de- like you got all the details on this guy with how yep. I would describe him to you. So, uh, yeah, I'll give you that one. You knew what I the get card a half was. Point. I get a half point for knowing, but I can <laughs> never can finish. I, I I can always get there, but always falter in the end. Hey, those those half sacks add up to. You know, yeah, that's sort. Of, that's exactly it. I got a bunch of half sacks, so I think I'm still up to like maybe five for the season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now it's time to move into who will win. Um, and it's my turn to pick this week's combatants. And it uh, is. You went the you changed it up a little bit. I did and went. In real life trainer fight. Um, <laughs> I hope everybody so, enjoyed that. that was, <laughs> no that shade on those guys. Yeah. Uh, I am going to change it up and go trainers as well. But I, I'm i going to... I had this minor discussion on who was the best bad guy in Pokemon. So... Uh, who would win in a fight if it was Giovanni, good old Giovanni in his suit, versus Lysander? Giovanni, not even a question. Lysander is a, a no. Gio, Giovanni has a swagger. He has you just that aura on him. Um, Lysander is just a punk. Uh, trying to take over the world, but never, like, never really. I don't know. Like, I I watched the X Y X Y Z. Um, never really was a true threat. Never was cool. I hate his hair. Uh, he's scrawny. I feel like he would net like not hold up. I think it was straight one on one fist fight. Giovanni has more of a uh, muscle structure. Um, you know, plus he's like Italian, and he would just like whoop the crap out of him. I guess. Um, nah, and, see the hair again. I- the hair dis like it gives him you know a disadvantage because like even if he got the upper hand on Giovanni, one snag, boom, right back down, uh, you know, snag of the hair, you know, pull it down, knee him in the face, boom, done. Lysander out. No, I think Lysander is the only bad guy. Well, no, of these two, he's the bad guy that looks like he can actually fight. I, don't I think, agree with that I at think all. Lysander. I think Giovanni is just he's the, he's gonna send his goons at him and Lysander is gonna beat them all up. He just take out Team Rocket with his I can't even remember what the team Lysander is. This is pretty bad. But uh <laughs> Lysander can actually I think he looks like he can actually take No, him. I mean like, you might be right where, where Giovanni will send his grunts at him first and, and uh Lysander will have to go through him. And I agree he he would. Um but once he got to the final boss, he would not win. Um Giovanni just He's got that got wild, them. wild orange hair. Yeah. He's gonna yell and scream and get in Giovanni's face. Nah, Giovanni has that it factor, that swagger. He's not gonna be, you know, 
pushed aside by anybody. He's not going to be, you know, take no for an answer. Yeah. You know what? Sanders got the wild man in him. No, Giovanni controlled Mewtwo for a time. Lysander would never be able to do that, not even for a second. He would like Giovanni manipulated Mewtwo to believing that you know he was somebody to fight for. Um, you, you don't see Lysander doing that kind of stuff, not even a chance. Uh, I can't. I was gonna. I was gonna cheat and look up Lysander facts. Throw them at you. But <laughs> I just. I'll throw it. I'll throw it to the listeners now. Who's gonna win? Who would win if it's Lysander versus Giovanni? Let us know in the comments or on Twitter, or there'll be a survey as always. So, Team um, Lysander, Team Giovanni. Even if you just want to pick the better bosses' orders in Lysander, I'm okay with that too. Oh, but that's so wrong. I, I've never disagreed with you more that that's <laughs> on that is not the better bosses' I, orders. How could you I'm, say that that's the better bosses' orders? I am pretty sure I am on an island out to sea by myself that thinks that Lysander is the best boss. He's literally the worst one, and that includes the new one from uh, from uh, Paldea Evolved. Uh, out of the new, hey. out of all four versions, I would put Lysander last. Uh, he's the best boss's orders. I'm not saying he's the best Boss. boss's card, uh, like because I didn't put the man that I would pick. Because Guzma's the best out of everybody, but he's he's got his own shtick that's better. So I do agree with that. Hard. I, I huh? that would have been a, a a better fight if you said Geo versus uh, to Guzma. I would have. I didn't put Guzma in there because Guzma's already winning. I could say Guzma gets this Gio, uh, Giovanni. I put him on. Guzma wins. But that's a different who will win. That's yeah, a that's different a definitely different. We'll, we'll have to revisit that in the. Uh, bring Guzma into the into the challenge but yeah uh Lysander um loses to Giovanni um 10 out of 10 times well we shall see what the what the community says let us know and with that it is now time to uh, get in and hear from our sponsors the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. And don't forget to check out our weekly league Thursdays at 6.30. All right. Thanks again, sponsors and Sports Car Junction, uh, for being great sponsors of the podcast. Uh, with that, it is now time for the news. And uh, we do not have a whole lot of news. There are no big card reveals going on right now. Um, a lot of 151 alternate arts are being revealed. As always, you can check those out over on Twitters that they're being revealed on. But uh, we did get a card list, and they are actually at the store already. Uh, the new Trainer Toolkit uh, for 2023, uh, the big thing in this one is you get a RCS V and V star, uh, and then 54 other uh, trainer cards and a couple of special energy. So, um, mm -hmm. a lot of really good trainers too. If you're looking through the kit, um, you know, researches, Poke Gears, Ultra Balls, Nest Balls, uh, Yurda's in there, Roxanne, 
So if you are just starting to collect, um, and there's even like stuff from like Scarlet and Violet, like Arvin and Beach Quartz. Um, yeah. Even if you're just starting to collect, you don't have a lot of cards. These are still the best way to just grab uh, trainers that help you uh, build competitive decks. Um, uh, I mean, they're they're granted they're two ofs of everything, but I mean that two of gets you started. Um, some of them you would like to have four ofs, but I mean at least you're in the right direction with some really good competitive cards here. Right, right. I mean, as a new player, if you are a newer player getting into the game and you want to go to locals or whatever and build your own things, um, Arceus is definitely a good toolbox card that can kind of go with a bunch of different Vs. Uh, we've seen def definitely over the last year, year and a half since Arceus has been out, um, different renditions of Vs that kind of made, you know, lifted up in into meta relevance that wouldn't have been there elsewhere. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, two of, of a bunch of staple cards that we're going to see for the next um, year to two years. Um, and, you know, for the I think the price tag is what uh, we have uh, thirty five dollars. Um, you know, if you get two of these, um, you know, you're you're set to build basically anything, uh, you know, for 70 bucks. And, you know, to have a deck ready or, you know, the basis of any deck ready for that is a pretty good deal um, overall. Um, you know, getting into, you know, any deck that can be relevant. Um, and not only that, you do get booster packs. You get four booster packs uh, per box. So you get two uh, Paldea Evolved, actually, uh, a Scarlet and Violet and a Silver Tempest. So you're still getting, um, you know, a, de a decent amount of packs there, plus the staple cards uh, to build pretty pretty much everything. Uh, I know I'll definitely be picking one of these up. Um, you know, not even just to mention, especially for a new player, that these boxes that it comes in are great starter boxes for having, you know, a couple different decks. I know when I first started playing, I had maybe like five or six decks where I were, was able to store in this for, you know, I've upgraded, you know, into, you know, the the uh, the nicer magnetic ones that you can get at um, game shops and stuff like that. But like, you know, as you're discovering yourself in the game of Pokemon, um, this really gives you everything. It gives you sleeves. A, de uh, a bigger deck box to hold multiple decks. It gives you meta cards. It gives you all the counters and, and dice and flip cards you need. Um, so I couldn't recommend um, this for new, intermediate, and, and even seasoned players because those, um, you know, those alt version cards of Arceus is, uh, you know, super, super awesome. Um, in, in Arceus had a bunch of different renditions, um, but these ones are pretty cool, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely a pretty cool trans toolkit. Definitely still advancing that in the right direction and keeping them uh, worthy starting points for people getting into playing the trading card game, like specifically like geared towards playing. Um, like definitely helps you get started at building um, competitive decks. One hundred percent. Next, uh, two little other tidbits of news. Um, the uh, document series, Pokemon has a new document series uh, on the trading card game. Uh, it's called How Do You Play? Uh, it actually started streaming today on uh, YouTube. Um, you can watch the first episode, I believe, um, uh, out today. Yes, out today. And then uh, there should be uh, two two more episodes coming out uh it's a i watched the first episode it's cute it's a it's a neat little thing on you know 
the Pokemon community, charity card game community specifically, different ways um, that it is played and, and celebrated throughout uh, the U.S. Um, so neat. Check it out if you haven't. Um, other tidbit of news actually involving competitive. Um, so TPI, TPCI has actually uh, issued its first um, statement and kind of investigation results involving uh, uh, a tournament penalty or things that happened at one of their events. I'm not going to go over the details. You can look at them up uh, in general on the rules forum, I believe is where they're located. Um, or there's an article on Poke Beach about it too to get it linked there. But uh, I basically wanted to bring it out because they stated that they were going to start making announcements about this. Uh, and they did. And this is the yep. first one we've got. Yep. So it is neat to see um, them actually doing a communicative response on their investigation. I mean, um, it's all very like uh, bland information, but it is nice to know that they are following up and then we'll make announcements on things. Yeah. So uh, it is good to see that going in that direction. And that's why I brought it up in the news. But as for no, that, yeah. yeah. Did you any comments on it? No, I mean, it's, it's good. Um, you know, that they are bringing this up and if things come up in the future, I mean, you know, hopefully we can expect this if they rule, um, you know, for or against any situation that at least if we have, you know, their thought process, I think it's just better for the community to have that kind of communication and kind of see what their justification, no matter what the decision is, um, where, where their, their thought process is. So that, it's only a positive thing having that kind of communication, even if you, yeah. like you said, if it's not into huge detail, but at least gives you the gist. Yeah, I mean, it's more or less good just to know the thought process behind um, punishments or non-punishments uh, if whatever reason, rather than just being like shit, like shrugging your shoulders at it because you don't know why anyone is doing doing something or not doing something. Right. So it, that's it's just get, it, it's good to have some form of communication on that front, even no matter how big it is. Um, so. But uh, that's it for the news. That kind of covers it all. Uh, I mean, as I also said, if you want to see more 151 stuff, um, go over to Poker Beach. They're revealing all kinds of secret art cards that we've already talked about. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. What I want to talk about, um, you know, this this week, we still have two more episodes, uh, you know, not including this episode uh, before NAIC. And I'm sure we're going to be um, talking, you know, Paldea Evolved and Meta, um, you know, what some decks are feeling like, you know, in our early testing since um, NAIC will be into the next format, will be the first tournament. Um, but still maybe a little premature on that. Plus, you know, there's two, two weeks of testing and things can change. So it's a little early to jump the gun on that. What I want to do is, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we do an award show at the end of, uh, you know, the calendar year. But, you know, we're at the end of our, you know, season as far as just like the regular season before World Championships and stuff like that uh, and before NAIC. So I want to go over, um, at least on our end, what are some highlights, um, you know, that we've taken away from this season, um, some lessons learned, um, some things, you know, that, you know, just thoughts um, of our first quote unquote official full season, even though it was like I said, 60 kind of 60 percent ish. Uh, with not maybe a full season of locals, but still getting a taste of the locals, still getting a taste of the regionals. 
um, you know, and maybe things that we're going to bring into next season as we go forward. I'm excited. I'm excited. This. Yeah. Yeah. So um, first and foremost, I have a few check marks and, you know, feel free at, you know, as, as I talk through these to either add or, you know, you put any other comments um, or categories that you want in on this. But um, the first thing, you know, that I've realized and, and, and I kind of think I did, but not to the full extent, but going into the season is just the time commitment that it really takes if you really want to do well. Um, you know, especially as somebody with a family um, and full-time job and everything like that. So like regionals is definitely taking, you know, PTO away for, um, you know, several weekends of the year. Um, and then on top of that, you know, with the second half of the season with local play, uh, with events, um, you know, those those events can definitely take a lot of time, um, maybe not a full weekend, uh, but definitely, you know, hours worth of drive potentially um, in getting to these cups and regionals uh, or, or, or um, cups and challenges and stuff like that to earn the CP. Um, and just the sheer amount of tournaments you do need to go to, even with seeing success, not counting tournaments that you bomb, um, that's a lot of weekend days that you're going to need to commit if you're really trying to make a, a, a real push to worlds. Um, you know, and I already kind of knew that, but just kind of seeing it firsthand in what it takes, um, you know, day in and day out uh, throughout a full season. I, I'm a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, really deep dive into it be do, to be on that grind. But at the same time, I'm a little hesitant because I feel like that is a lot of time invested Um as well um but what are your thoughts on on just the time commitment uh well, that you've noticed this it, season it definitely is a, a large time commitment and it depends on um which how far into like the competitive you really like there, there's like two stages for me because like if you're if you're gonna day two invite chase like that is kind of like uh that's a full-time job like kind of commitment if you right. want to be at the top of the leaderboard come the end of the season. But if, if the primary goal is to, to crack the invite, like I, the 500 point, like it really depends on the point threshold, like the 500 point with what we had beginning of the season, doing that with just regionals, like that's a large commitment of going places. Yeah, um, so this season, I think, is definitely a little bit larger commitment in, in the time and traveling aspect to it. Um, the shortened cup and challenge part of the season gave me a little bit more hope. But then again, I also realized that that might be why, like because we didn't have three quarters of that, is why we only have 350 points. Um because because of that, I, I'm managing to finish this season with 138 points. So, like, the fact that I broke 100, I'm pretty happy with, considering I only got 30 of those points from regionals. Right. Um, I'm, in, I'm in the same boat. I think we went to the same amount of regionals overall. Um, and I got I points think... at one. I got so close so many times. Um, but... But being saying that outside of regionals, just leagues and in and, and cups and stuff like that. Um, although I didn't play a lot of them just because of time restraints, um, it was definitely a positive experience because you know, we always 
you know, put pressure on ourselves to do well. Um, you know, and, and just through the growth of the last couple of years, like that, you know, we, we ourselves are pushing ourselves, um, but kind of seeing it pay off and knowing that, um, regardless, you know, we, we put ourselves in a pretty good position where we can consistently always challenge for points, um, and, and put ourselves there. And you, you know, you've, you've run into that this weekend where, you know, you made finals and you took Alex to a, a game three. So it was like, it was great seeing you being able to do that. Uh, and then, you know, winning, you know, the next one. So I know, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have to put a lot of time in, we're going to have to go to you know multiple of these cups, but I feel like both of us are in position where we realistically can expect, um, you know, to see success in the majority of the ones that we go to, um, you know, to get points, to, to, to make successful weekends and to make that world's push. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. Like, I think we can do that, but the the point i was trying to get at like the the cups and challenges might actually i mean it could be a little grindy but if you spread that out over the year and then you sprinkle in the regionals like i feel like you could cobble together a regionals invites like it, it's very much possible to cob like over over the same window of time that we had mm-hmm. uh, i could have turned that 138 points that i have finishing with to 350 at least or right. something like that to to make a, a world's invite i do think it's possible without having to you know jet set across all over the world but um i will say like getting doing well at the regions you do decide to go to um is a great boon it just makes things a little bit easier i think overall um i don't mean like doing crazy well like top eighting or something like that just making day two and and putting yourself in a position and getting to, an extra 30 to 60 points yeah um, leaving is with, a huge huge boost leaving with some point like a good amount of points for the day is just going to make that world invite thing uh, chase a little bit easier because um i think i went to four this season and walking away with only one at points at one is just makes it harder throughout the throughout the time um and 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 become that creates more it creates more of that time sink because every one that you go to and don't leave with is another one that you kind of feel like you have to go to the next one to um get to um so right and i but i I do think i do think though you know putting the time in and even with the failures of missing points in you know three of four uh, i'm very much in the same boat i think i went to four um, but always still, you know, being in the running for points, um, and, and never just like being out of it real quick and, you know, learning lessons along the way from just, um, how to stay focused, how to you know stay out of tilt, um, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just your, your, your data or your, your, your minute to minute or in between rounds, what you need to do to kind of stay focused. I mean, there was a lot of, uh, trial and tribulations, but I do, cherish those moments um as a grow as a player growth opportunity um and hopefully you know going into next season uh you know we learn those lessons and you know push forward right i definitely see uh improvement on myself uh improvement on you know you uh and then some of my closer friends in the pokemon community um just from the beginning of the season all the way to this point um so it's just it's great to see that and hopefully we can kind of build on that going into next season yeah yeah definitely this season has been 
a learning season. It definitely felt like, you know, like a rookie season of anything. Like, like just learning the the ropes at what it takes to succeed at the highest level here. Um, right. There's definitely a difference from, you know, playing your everyday Friday night, you know, Pokemon League to uh, trying to excel and and make a day two at a regional. It's, a diff- it's definitely a different monster uh, of, of something. So, yeah, is this was a, a very much a learning season that I felt like, for me personally, it grew as the season went along. It, uh, it started, um, I started seeing what works for me as a competitive player Right. Um, later as it went through the season. So, right, right. I, I, yeah, that's great. And I think that leads great into the next kind of segue into that. It's not just necessarily the time commitment and the amount of tournaments you go to. Um, I think the importance, and again, I think we've known this, but it really hammered this point home the importance on having a testing group and just a, or testing group slash like close knit friend group within the game that you can you know bounce ideas off of play test uh this that and the other like even just me and you spitballing in you know during the podcast uh you know through the last year or whatever um those moments those friendships those just those conversations um you know not even just in the middle of like actual playing and sequencing and stuff like that but just those little conversations throughout the year with people that you trust that's in your inner circle is a huge thing. Um, you know, one for, you know, improvement is, is understanding the meta um, in you know, matchups and stuff like that, but just, you know, the friendships also in, in just like the camaraderie and how important it is to lean on other people where it is a individual sport, but it kind of is a team sport at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is an individual, like, accolade at the end of the day but uh there definitely is a group aspect to it to where you know you get hyped at seeing not necessarily it's not it doesn't have to be you up there you know what i mean you yep. can get excited and, and have feel a sense of accomplishment even if it's your close friend who you spent weekends with making the best deck that he that he he happens to take to the finals at a regional. So I mean that accomplishment would still be there. Um and and, and whatnot, even if it's not you earning it, like you were saying. It's right. just like, I mean, it, that team aspect is there. Yeah, I mean there's been so many examples of, you know, uh, you know, friends winning um, you know, matches at regionals or at, at local levels, seeing you just I know, you know, the games that we've had, the conversations we've had, and then just seeing you know that champions mat in your background uh, <laughs> brings joy to my to my heart. And then, you know, other examples, um, you know, going to regionals and play testing last minute with friends. I know we have I, I know it was technically last season, but last season was kind of like a very short shortened thing. Uh, but going to like indie and and play testing uh, with my friend uh, that, you know, local friend here, Joe Perez. And actually kind of just bodying him the whole night before the regional, um, you know, and then seeing him literally take those lessons and then get into top eight uh, and, and getting top eight at Indianapolis and being able just to watch him on stream, 
um just after every like after every round you know popping up and see how are you doing oh you want another one let's go like and then just like sitting and waiting seeing how your opponents do or your 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 um your friends do it's such a great um thing to be able to share even like you said if it's not specifically you um i you know it, it's great to win uh, but it's it means nothing if you don't have friendship um and you know and when you have friends you want to see them do well too um, so you take just as much joy um, into their successes for sure. For for sure. All right. So another another thing I want to talk about, and um, you know, this season we did get to see it uh, finally uh, after what almost two years of playing Pokemon, um, and in last season, kind of seeing a little bit of the regional place, uh, but the difference between regionals and what it takes to potentially see success. Um, and then into cups and challenges. I know it's a whole different beast. Um, so I, I first for, I'm sorry. Uh, first and foremost, want you know give you a chance to talk what what you've seen in this. Um, you know what the difference between those two kind of tournaments are. Um, I mean, the big difference between like for me when you're like competing at the regional level or even a I mean, it's it's trickling down into the cup level now for me. At least what I'm seeing when you go to cups is that like the room for like uh the uncasual play, not casual, but like flippant, like not thought out play, or just kind of like just winging it isn't mm-hmm. really there when you can go to regionals unless you are just not looking for any kind of results. Like you really got to know what your deck is trying to do, uh, the way it works. Like you really got to know a lot of ins and outs uh, and and how the, and how matchups are played. Um, I've went into regionals with a lot of practice. I've went into a regional with winging it and uh, winging it is not, it's not a good day. Yeah. It's not a fun day. Uh, you really don't want to do that. And then when you have practice, you have your ideas, you have your expectations, you know your routes to what uh, you want to do in matchups. I mean, there are, that's the fun thing about regionals too, is sometimes you'll find something where you go, I didn't test against this. And you have to wing it still, but you still know what your deck is supposed to do in general. So the, 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 Big difference between regional, like the regional is, is you just don't grab 60 cards and go, I want to try this and then go to a regional. Like that that's where you, I've spent the last month like playing Lost Box. This is what I'm taking to a regional because right. I am most comfortable. That is the one biggest thing I can say advice to anyone who ever wants to play in a regional. Like if you don't know how to call a meta, Play the deck that you've already played the gazillionth amount of time that you just know with the back of your hand, even if it if it's as long as it's not the worst meta call. But even then, uh, I mean, the guy played Dark Row, Dark Riot, Fresno, Fresno, and I would be hard to find any Pokemon competitor that streams does any kind of content creation that it would say, you know what, Dark Riot is a good play for a regional, and right. he still made top. Right. So, I mean. 
Yeah, and second that with like I've seen it, you know, myself, but into a higher level with like the top players. Um, you know, a lot of top players can play any older uh, any deck, like you know, maybe like five to six, seven different types of archetypes and win. Um, but we we've seen like Azul, we've seen um, you know, uh Reagan uh and in in uh Tord and all those guys um really kind of stick with one deck. Um not saying they can't play any of deck, but you know, all of them have examples, at least in this last calendar season or whatever. Um, when they stick with a deck, they, they, they just go with it. Like um, Tord, Tord was really on uh, Lugia. And then he went, and then once a new deck came out, he was on Gardevoir. Um, you know, Azul's been on Lost Box for a very long time. I know NAIC, he won with uh, RC's Pikachu. And then like for the last handful of months, they've you know been on Lost Box. Uh, Reagan with uh, being Lugia again, not changing, you know, their their whole archetype uh, going in playing consistent and and just knowing their matchups, having those reps is huge. And, you know, I've seen it myself um, I, where, you know, is more more time I put in with a deck, um, you know, I feel more confident regardless if I win or lose. I feel like I'm always in the game. And even at the top or the higher level tables, I still feel like I deserve to be there and I'm not being outclassed. And that's all just based off preparation um, and picking one deck and kind of sticking with it. I feel like if you mix and match, like every weekend you're trying to chase the meta that was the weekend before, I feel like mm -hmm. you're always chasing that wheel. But if you if you stay like on a Lugia, you might be behind it on one, but then very much ahead of it on the next um, just because you're not playing adjustments and trying to play catch up, but you're just kind of sticking within your lane, knowing what you need to do. Um, and then eventually the, the meta will catch back up um, or you'll catch back up to the meta regardless. Um, so it's just, it's a kind of a weird thing being, you, you know, kind of thinking about that as far as just, um, you know, what decks you bring um, and, and, you know, yeah. what, what it is against in the meta that giving with that giving given week. Especially yeah, and especially given, I know, given our time restraints. I mean, obviously, me and you, Jake, have other commitments. We have, you know, our own work. And I'm not saying other people have work to do. Uh, you have your jobs. We have our families. We have things that, I mean, obviously, we have time. Time things that we have to dedicate some time to. And then we would like to do Pokemon. But if every time you want to switch a, switch your deck from regional to regional which they happen relatively fast like you if you switch from archetype to archetype you're just giving yourself less time to master the right. the archetype to master the archetype so if i play one deck this week and i practiced it and then with what limited time i give myself to play pokemon and i want to switch i am i have limited time to then master and know those matchups going to the next one where if i just play the same deck and I learn what's bad and I, like what two or three cards I might need this week or, you know, know what are my good matchups, what are my bad matchups, what I can do and where. Knowing a little bit more finer grain details is going to help better, uh, I think, in the long run for you having a at least um, respectable day out of it where you're not getting frustrated at yourself or or making mistakes. Right, right. And then like over the long course of the season, let's just say like in the last couple of months, we've had a bunch of tournaments. And if you're going to every single one of these tournaments and you're constantly changing your deck 
um, let's just say, let's just throw a nice round number out there. Like you play 50, 50 games of practice with any given deck, and then you switch the next week to another 50. And then the following week or, you know, you know, the following result, another 50, um, you know, you could be, you have 150 games of, of, of Pokemon, but they're all different and you're not mastering one of them. But if you stuck with them, uh, you know, you, that's 150 on one specific ar- archetype and you definitely have that comfort level. And I'd much rather bring a B tier deck that I know how to play perfectly, um, at least at our our level of play. Uh, and I've seen it again at the top top level of player. Um, then I would want you know fifty deck fifty of this that and everything where it's not necessarily benefiting me because I'm just like, I'm not consistently knowing what my matchups may maybe need to be. All right. So any any other last minute tips or lessons learned uh, for this season and then adjustments you might uh, be taking that into next season? Um, No, not not really last minute lessons. I mean, if you're you're just my advice to like for me, like I said, this has been a, a large learning uh, season for a lot of everything and if you're just starting into it too and you haven't you know made regionals already and you you you, what you want to just know that there's going to be growing pains like i just being like each step i take like i'm i'm happy like at baltimore i got to play in a winning in like uh, like i had a game last round my round nine mattered like i had a winning in i didn't win it but i know what that feels like now like i know I've been there, you know what I mean? I, and then playing in these cups and challenges, I know what it feels like to actually make a cut, you know what I mean? A little bit, even though it's not like a top eight cut of, at a regional, but you know, you know what it takes to make a cut. Just take these steps and like use the grow on, like you get a little bit more comfortable as you get through these. It gets, I mean, you're going to get some frustrations. I have them. Um, but then you just got to use them as like growing pains and then get through them and, and just grow with them. And then thing, the experiences will get a little bit easier. Those, those, I mean, maybe you lose those, those couple win and ends cause they're stressful for you. But then the third one you're in, you're like, you know, this isn't as stressful. And then you take it like you win that one. Um, it's just patience and keeping your eye on the ultimate prize is going to be helpful and just not, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Not getting too harsh or bummed, like, yeah, stress I think out you need to health. not, not get so high on your highs and not get so low on your lows. I think trying to t- take an even level headed, you know, approach on, on a long season, um, you know, as you know, players that are caliber, obviously, um, you have to assess what your you know expectation for the season is, but you know us as as we'll call this our rookie season. Um, you know, um, just learning lessons. Um, you know, for for me, right now my goal is to make day two. Um, once I check that box off, I mean, it still hasn't happened. Um, you know, I've been close. You've been close. Um, we'll make day two, um, and then maybe you know we try to make day two again and you may and maybe not necessarily have that success right away um, in the day two. Um, but then once you can kind of get there once or twice, you know, see what it takes to get there, 
then grow from that and, and learn lessons and then maybe up the ante on your goals. Maybe try to get top eight. Um, you know, once you're there, um, you learn the pressures of like the big stage uh, when everybody's learning uh, or looking at you. So, um, you know, all the great players uh, right now went through that at one point or another. Uh, it's just a matter of being able to learn lessons from um, down moments um, and, and things that don't go your way. Um, and then your expectations change. I know, um, what was it, the last regionals we were at, uh, I was at Hartford. Um, I know I watched Zul tie uh, his, you know, his, his last match uh, to, you know, bubble out of top eight. All you need to do is win. Um, and, and he was in there and, and just kind of, even though he's had success, like just taking it with a grain of salt and, you know, not being so low, like he said, oh, yeah, it's not the best to finish, but, you know, um, we'll learn the lesson um, and, and move on from that in uh, and, and just kind of seeing how he takes defeat. So, I mean, even the best of players will lose um, regardless of how skilled you are. Um, so just, it's always about, you know, making adjustments. Um, and then, you know, that very next tournament, he was in the top eight. Um, so, it's just making those little adjustments, and, I, and if it's, it's a, if it's a deck adjustment, if it's a gameplay mistake, if it's a a, a mental thing, um, always just try to be honest with yourself, identify the mistake, and and move on. Um, I know it's it's that's a hard thing to do. It's human nature uh, just to to get down on yourself, but I feel like if you know, depending on what your goals are, you know, just take it with a grain of salt and, and move on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That is the one big biggest tip that I've started doing and, and managing those those highs and lows and keeping a, a nice middle ground, especially while you're in in tournament day, um, just to, you know, keep the mind even and equal so that you get a good solid play day out of it. Right. Uh, one other last thing, I guess I, my last lessons for the year. Um, and this is coming from somebody who just has a very competitive mindset. And when I don't succeed, I, I generally very hard on myself. I know you've seen it, you know, through the years. Um, but like going into that last regionals where I went to um, Hartford again, they, they, that was my best tournament. Um, and again, I was yeah, I was one win away from, you know, making it to day two. But my mindset changed where I, I still put the preparation in. I still put you know, all that work in and I still want to make day two. But I made a very conscious decision where I was like, I'm going to have fun at this regardless. If I miss day one, if I miss day two, I'm going to play some side events. I'm not like because in, in other events through the year, I'll be like, um, you know, I I miss and then I just dip. Right. I don't do anything in day two. I go I go home early. I was like, I'm going to make a point to hang out with friends. I'm going to make a point to, uh, you know, you know, play and 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 interact with people that I don't know uh, inside events and, and things like that. So just learning. I mean, even no, no matter what the stakes are, just enjoying your your time with friends um, in and around the game. Uh, me, exploring new cities with friends is something that um you know you maybe is something that you kind of have a backup plan and not to put that much pressure on yourself um you know give yourself something alternative to do um or or at least a different like avenue in your mindset uh going in uh, obviously um if you want to see success put the hard work in but obviously there's so many good things about the game and the community uh that you can still experience at these high level events um, even if you don't have the ultimate success. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, 
like you ultimately it is a competitive event, but you all everyone at a Pokemon event always has the plan B of hanging out with friends because the community, the people that are there, uh, you know, the majority of them are all about having fun and hanging out too uh, on the when they're not competing. So they all have different ways of doing Pokemon, uh, playing Pokemon and stuff like that where they they have fun. So that is always a plan B. And like you, you learn, you learn that if things don't go your your way in one aspect, you just, you know, time to call the audible and go to the different aspect. Let's have some fun. You know what I mean? And, and they're all, it's always there for you, whether you take advantage of it or not. All right. So to close out this episode, um, and this, uh, you know, highlight of our first official season, our rookie season, I would call it, um, what is the one thing or one, you know, weekend event, something that stood out to you that was your highlight, your favorite moment of the season? You know, early, late, doesn't matter when it was. Well, um, you can have two. It doesn't have to be locked into one, but like just so- something that stuck out to you. I mean, I, I wrote down three, my Go three biggest ones. Um, well, the, the the easiest one was actually winning winning something in in the cup. That was a, that was a gimme. Mm-hmm. But um, at the my like most fun or not necessarily fun in, intense kind of cool thing that I got out of playing competitive Pokemon this season is just playing high level competitors that you know I don't know. So uh, right. playing Alex this weekend. Uh, of two different rounds and just seeing that high level play in action and being able to gauge myself against it um, and being able to gauge myself kind of <clears throat> at two different stages because in Baltimore I played Reagan in 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 Swiss Reagan Retzloff and so he's obviously just one of regionals so he's he's got the and he trounced me throughout the day like uh, two easy wins for him and knowing that then that front where well, i'm at a place now that at least i can take a game uh in in my own competitive level take a game from one of these guys and then push it to a hard game three um feels good that's probably like the biggest growth and like best kind of memory uh experience that i have at the moment from playing competitive Pokemon, just knowing that, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, a one, two, three, uh, she struck out kind of pl- like person that they're going to play against. So, right. Right. I, I want to add to that. Cause like, I, I kind of have same, same sentiment. Um, I think I had two, two noticeable fun experiences at, at regionals. Uh, and the first one would be um, at Knoxville where I had a kind of a similar situation where I, I played, I played Reagan towards the end of the, uh, of the day where I actually just, um, you know, bubbled out of being eliminated going into going into round nine um, um, for the for the cut, but still trying to play him for points. Um, and I actually took game one um, and then had game two in hand, obviously, he, but he marnied me into um, nothingness, even though you know it, it was a close match. And then game three, he trounced me, but it was more of I just had a bad start. Um, but just even though I lost the series, knowing that, you know, I can stick up 
you know, and, and, and compete with, with uh, players of that caliber. Obviously Reagan's had a heck of a season. Both of us ended up playing him at some point this season. Um, but then even just, uh, you know, losing that game and then literally the next day, um, and this is not like IRL, but we, um, because of that weekend where it kind of lined up with team challenge, I was playing in, in um, the top 32 match uh, to, to get that Lugia mat that I was talking about. And I was at my aunt's house on her, on her Wi-Fi because she lives in the middle of nowhere on a tablet and then being able to, um, um, you know, do my part and pull the weight. Cause I, that was that week, Mike, we, we, as a team made a kind of a, a, a niche call on a deck and it, he didn't end up doing well because it was just bad matchups for what we expected to see. Uh, but, you know, I was able to pull out and win two out of my three games. And one of those matchups being just a complete, disadvantaged um you know on my deck and i still pulled out the upset on that um and then ultimately we ended up winning that one so it was just like a a great weekend of just kind of gauging myself against um you know players like reagan and other um you know maybe not necessarily top name players but really really solid good players um and then going into that team challenge in, in the weird circumstances i was in um and being able to pull that out and kind of like a, a bounce back day after you know, ultimately a disappointment, uh, you know, for, for making the, the regionals day two, but being able to bounce back and, and bring some positive out of it. Um, and then ultimately helping my team get into the top 32. Yeah. It's always, especially that in those team challenges, it's always good to feel like you're, you're pulling the team along or, or you're going to keep the boat moving. Yeah. And that was actually want, my last. You never want to feel like, you never want to feel like the guy that's not rowing the boat. Like as I guess you're just watching everyone else carry you along. So right, right. I definitely feel, felt like be... I pulled my weight in in, in yeah. that week and just in the turn in, in the in the tournament in general. Yeah. Now, any other ones that you have before we close this out? No, those are my. I mean, I mean, I have countless memories of just hanging out with friends and you know at dinners seeing people right. doing all kinds of fun stuff i and like i thoroughly enjoyed exploring toronto with you with you and mike like those are those are fun memories i mean they're just that it's not competitive related just, those are things yeah. that you can hanging out with friends that are always fun to do so right and uh, we wouldn't have those experiences um you know at least in foreign cities of our you know to you know our pittsburgh our local pittsburgh area or toledo now for you um, but yeah, just being able to hang out with friends. I, I second that, um, you know, we've had dinners, um, in, I don't even know how many cities together <laughs> just between Pokemon and X-Wing. Uh, yeah. we've traveled the country together and, and had rest, you know, had dinners at many different restaurants and it's, it's just great to be able to share moments like that with friends outside of the game, um, and enjoy that kind of moment because, um, you know, life is too short not to, ha yeah, to have moments like that, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, life is definitely too short just to not enjoy every moment of the year. You're out at least having fun. So, for sure. So, um, yeah, I know we didn't really talk much about, you know, this upcoming meta. I know we both have some testing to do, and I know in the next week or two, um, we'll definitely be bringing that to the forefront of the podcast. Uh, but I definitely thought it was a, a good time to reflect on the season um yeah. where we kind of had we're still in this early stage slash we're even though we're in a sprint for test um where we can still give you some answers later on <laughs> yeah we have two weeks we have two weeks of, of meta discussion to come up uh all about the last event of the season that isn't 
the last event of the season, which was is Worlds. So um, it's the last, like almost like semi. It's like it's like the the winning in kind of thing, uh, where you like a lot of people like it's it's the tournament before the tournament. So it's it's just like it's not quite the the finals. No one's no one's looking like ever. I've I've seen a lot of people say that they just want to enjoy NAIC. They want to close out their points. No one's looking to go to NAIC to close. I mean, I'm sure someone is. Like they might need to do well, but. No one wants those planning that. So, I mean, everyone's just looking to have fun and then basically use this to see what is going to be the new format uh, that we're going to be dealing with here for a little bit, what it's going to kind of pop off and and, and uh, see what's new. So, I mean, we'll have two weeks of talking about that. So it was a good time to reflect on what we've put forth this this year so far. Yeah. I can't wait till next season, even though this one's not over. I obviously cannot wait for NAIC hanging out with you and, and a bunch of the other, um, you know, friend group that we're going to, we're going to have um, just, you know, dinners, hanging out at the hotel, Airbnb, just even the car ride uh, conversations and stuff like that. I can't wait. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, and not to mention just time off work because <laughs> and doing something fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to being the biggest cheerleader because, I won't be competing, but I will be there backing everyone who is and just trying to uh, offer fun and humor to everybody and be the the party master, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. 100%. No, we we, we got to go like karaoke or something. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go out and have fun. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, again, thank you, everybody, for hanging out and until the end uh, of this week's episode. Um, again, we'll talk about the meta in the next couple weeks um but yeah until until next week to be continued uh, to be <laughs> continued yeah for sure thanks again for listening to the pittsburgh pokemon podcast uh if, as always if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like a rating or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is it goes a long way to helping out the pod plus jake where can you reach us directly yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later. <laughs>